0: In today's episode, we're speaking to Jenna Faye Maiden. Jenna is an internationally acclaimed modern feminine mystic, professional speaker, best-selling author, and a seven-figure leadership and business mentor for conscious female entrepreneurs. She is the CEO of Soul Meets Strategy and specializes in conscious female entrepreneurs to activate the leadership and accelerate their business profitability to six to seven figures and beyond. Let's speak to Jenna and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. I'm your host, Girl Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert, and today we have the honor and the pleasure of speaking with Jane Fay. Welcome, Jane. Awesome. Hi. So lovely to be here with you all today. Thank you so much for coming, Jane. Everyone's heard your intro and they know how fabulous you are. Please tell everybody in your own words what it is that you do.
1: Absolutely. This is always the the fun question to answer. And something that I mean could be so vast, but if I'm to put it in a nutshell, I am a conscious leadership and business coach, primarily to women, but really working with entrepreneurs and leaders
0: all around the world. Wonderful. Now, how did you get started with this? It's, it's a very unique niche, and it's a very unique profession. and a the title to have. How what how did life unfold for you to be, be end up doing what you're doing at the moment? Talk us through. Yeah, I think
1: like so many of us, it's been a journey. It's been an evolution. Yeah. And I think entrepreneurship chose me, (laughs) not the other way around. And it really started with my own personal journey and healing, Mm. which if we jump back about, I guess it would be almost seven years now, I was living a 100% different life. I was Mm. severely overweight. I was working at a corporate job that I hated. I was in an abusive relationship with another partner at the time i was a stepmom i was taking care of my family i was just living a completely different life experience and it was my own journey into healing myself and which started with losing weight that led me to leaving my relationship with my renewed self-confidence that led me to exploring personal development and so along that journey it eventually led me to entrepreneurship which honestly started with network marketing mm. and I don't know about you or and your viewers but I know that network marketing I mean it gets a lot of stigma and it's not my focus of, of my business path at this time however it was a bit of a gateway yeah. that showed me the possibilities of community of online business and basically that I didn't have to stay at a job that I didn't like which yeah. was in human resources at the time and so I made lots of different moves and sidesteps where I became a nutrition coach and a personal trainer, which was my exit out of corporate. And from there, it just naturally evolved partly because I started traveling full-time. And so I needed to figure out how to move what I was doing online. And also because it was a natural segue where so many women, I was helping them on more of a a personal healing and spiritual Mm -hmm. journey that they would then ask, how did you quit your job? How did you grow your business? And so I kind of took aspects of my background and then my business experience of my own journey, which has now evolved to
0: a million dollar brand after you know half a decade of cultivating this. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to go back to the point of network marketing and I agree with you. It gets a lot of bad press. People are oh, not another network marketing event and so forth. And I, I really want to share here, I think network marketing business model is a brilliant business model. You know, it requires very little capital. It requires a lot of uh, manpower. And there's a lot of personal development that goes into it. So all of these companies give you a lot of personal development. And I know that for you know, I, I'm very good at sales. But when I look back in hindsight, my sales, because I started with network marketing at one point in my career. I didn't start with it, but at one point I was doing network marketing. And I think network marketing pushes you out of your comfort zone, going out and doing things like, like you know, letter drop and other things that you wouldn't normally do and uh, and also the sales call, you know, getting on the phone and actually making the sale and call. That's something that you wouldn't, I wouldn't do, enough, okay, especially coming from my background, I'm a lawyer. So, you know, that's asking for money. is never something that, you know, we as lawyers do that. We get our secretaries to do that, right? So I think it's it's a really great um, training for anything else that comes up. It. Um, but then there are people, I have a client who'd been in the field for about 10 years, didn't make much of, um, didn't get very far. She came in and she, within months, she shot up because the opportunities are there. Unfortunately, most people do not have the right mindset. Hence, they do give a lot of person development, but it's not enough for so a lot more people. And the opportunities there... It's just not many people can make it work for them because they don't have the right mindset or, or the right sort of tools or maybe not the right sort of mentors to help them. So, just wanted to add that in. So, I'm glad you went that because I have been there as well. I think most entrepreneurs at some point in life have been part of one or the other, um, you know, little marketing company. Okay, so that that's that's you know that's where you started. What led you to losing the way and how much way did you lose? Just out curiosity.
1: Yeah, so in pounds, because I know in the UK, I think you guys go by stones, but in pounds was about 70 pounds. So it was a big, it was a pretty big weight loss journey at the time for me, mm. where I mean, it was just so representative of everything I was holding on to that didn't actually feel good, whether mm. it was my career, if it was my relationship, and not just my partner, but relationships with everyone. Everyone in my life called me Mother Jenna at that point because I was mm. literally taking care of everybody around me so it was kind of a fun nickname but at the same time it was really representative of me not wanting to look at my own stuff and to focus on everybody else from like a people pleaser Mm. standpoint so the the weight loss to me was a a big milestone in so many different ways that was kind of
0: the, the catalyst to everything that was to come. Wonderful and I think that's it's I think it doesn't matter which area of your life you work on be it weight loss, be it business, be it, um, you know, relationships and understanding your the way you behave with your with your friends and family and loved ones, it all requires us to go deep within and focus on ourselves and build our relationship with ourselves. I think this is this has been the key. And this is why I asked you, what prompted you, what motivated you, what finally got you to the point where I have to change? I have to change. That's what I'm looking for, you know, So because we we keep, I need to do this, I need to do this. And I think I can't remember the, I wish I could give credit to the person who said this, but they said, it's most of the time, it's not what we don't know, which holds us back. It's actually what we do know, and we fail to take action upon it. Most people know how to lose weight. They just, and they are unable to put it into action, or they're not consistent enough with it. And by the way, I'm myself included. I'm, I'm putting myself in the same category at the moment. <laughs> And so, you know, and it, we can all have excuses of this happens, I've got that happen, or that busy or whatever, but it's all about priorities. So, again, coming back to the question, how did you make a decision and make it once in a all, This is it. I'm going to do it and that's it. And I'm going to have the gumption to stick with it no matter what. How did he get to that conclusion? Because was, it was a turning point in your life and it seems to be a very relevant one. How did he get to that yeah. point?
1: Yeah. And it set off this chain of events and yeah. that initial kind of epiphany moment, we'll call mm-hmm. it, was I remember it very clearly it's when I was going into work. And again, I did not like my career at that point. And I was trying to put on my stupid dress pants. And I mean, you can see as we're recording this, I'm like a wearing a winter toque sweater kind of person not so much corporate attire yeah and I couldn't get the stupid pants on you know when you do the pants stance and you're yeah. trying to like squeeze into it and I just had this moment of I don't even want to wear these pants but I can't even fit into these pants and I was getting tired of buying more pants in bigger sizes of pants that I didn't even want to wear mm. and so that just triggered a reaction within me to do something and that's kind of where the network marketing piece came into because I had a friend who had had great results with whatever she was doing. So I, I called her up and said, send me whatever it is. I'm buying it for myself for my birthday and let's see what happens. And that change. And, and what I realized now was my energy was so low because mm-hmm. it wasn't just the weight I was holding. It was the brain fog mm-hmm. and just not actually being that connected to myself. And what else was possible for me. And the other thing on this journey that I think is an important milestone around this timeline is while I was working in this corporate job as a human resources manager, one of my biggest roles, which I didn't know when I had signed up for it was to fire people. I knew that that might be part of it. However, the industry I was in, we were constantly laying people off. There was so much change and turnover. So it was great to make people's dreams come true and hire them. However, I was firing so many people on behalf of the company that it got to the point where I was sitting down 20 grown men at a time in a room and just firing them all at the same time. So that not really who I was or what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be. And what really shifted that trajectory for me as well is when I had to page, basically on everyone's birthday, the company would give them $20. And it was someone's birthday. So I paged them to come to my office. I was going to give him his birthday card with his $20. And this was a huge manufacturing plant, just for context, so I could see through my window, all the workers out there. Mm -hmm. And I saw this individual I had paged go around and it took him about half an hour to get to my office because he hugged every single person on the floor. Then he came to my office with his head hung in shame saying I'm ready Miss Jenna and I said, for, for what? Like happy birthday and gave him this card and he started crying. He said, I'm not fired today. And I, <laughs> and I just had this moment of, this is not how I want to spend my life. So after I'd kind of gone on my own personal journey and changed a lot in that regard, then on like the business side of things, I realized like that was it and I was done. And I put in my notice shortly after that.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's, that's the next question I have. And it sounds easy and so natural now that you talk about in hindsight at the time it must have been exceptionally daunting of letting go of this so-called security it's a job most people have this false notion of that job is a security and you know we have the nine to fives and whatever else it's actually a false one i i don't believe in any uh, that you know job can get you far and uh, most people are through paychecks uh away from uh, bankruptcy literally but it, it people do have this false um, the notion of security with a nine to five with the, you know it's so, a so secure job how did you get around that how did you work on your mindset to let go of that crutch of that nine to five you know the security mentality and lean into faith and lean towards you know being your own boss and doing something which you're passionate about most people Are so bad at this transition that even though they may be brilliant, you know the other uh, uh, alternative um, profession that they've chosen, the fear of um, not succeeding financially keeps them trapped in the in their jobs, and even if they do let go, they are so afraid that after a couple months they run they run back to the job, and I've seen it happen with many people. So you tell me, how did you work on your mindset and how did you not? you know falling for fall prey to fear how did you lean into faith i hope you are enjoying today's episode if you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset then please register for my abundance mindset makeover workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com see you inside the workshop
1: this is a great question, and I absolutely agree. Mo- most people are really holding on to this ideology that a nine to five provides stability and safety. But the reality is, and I mean, I, I really got to experience being on that side of it too. Yeah. That I was seeing people lose their jobs all the time, and a lot of them didn't expect it. And mm-hmm. so I realized, like, that could be me. I mean, it probably mm-hmm. wouldn't in terms of the role I was in, but it could be. Mm-hmm. And. I, for context of this conversation, had no savings. I was in pretty big debt from both student loans, but also from basically funding my ex-partner at the time on all of his things. So I was not one of those people where I had this cushy safety net that I had saved and made all my plans. Like it was very off the cuff. It was very much winging it. But there was a lot of little synchronicities and signs To make that decision, and at the time, I was calling who is now my husband outside in the parking lot, crying at lunchtime, saying, "I just hate it here. I can't do this anymore." And so I went through this time where I didn't actually do the thing, but I was definitely thinking about it and hitting that tipping point. And then to actually do the thing, there was a couple of things. Number one, my boss at the time, when I had we had a very open relationship, and I had shared with him, I was thinking it might be time for me to embrace my passion so to speak and when he sat me down and and this manager he'd worked for the company for 50 years he was 72 years old so he was he was a lifer and he literally said jenna you have so much potential and so much brilliance this place is going to kill you like this is not where you're meant to be he's like you need you need to go and he was so supportive so that was really great validation and then i think honestly the big thing is the fact that even though I was still somewhat new on my personal development journey, I had read a few different books. One of the big ones for me was The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks that helped me to connect deeper to knowing that there's something on the other side of making these big leaps. And to me, sometimes we do need to make these big quantum leaps in our life where we don't really know where it's going to go, what the outcome is going to be. But we also make a series of micro-movements that lead us up to that point. So for me, that was looking at evidence of, hey, when I set my mind to losing weight, I did that. When I made the decision to leave my partner, I did that. So how is my job any different? I I just have to choose. So there was that part of the mindset and also me doing little micro things that no one really sees that helped me make that decision. So I got a roommate to help reduce my bills. Mm -hmm. I also took my vacation time and spent all my vacation time before I quit and my vacation money on getting my certification to be a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. So although I didn't have a bunch of clients lined up, I had a pathway. And I think that's the big thing is even if it's not fully mapped out and we have it all figured out, which let's be serious, nobody does. Mm -hmm. For me, just to have a, a direction was enough to feel safe within myself and to realize that safety comes from within Mm. than it does from this illusionary nine to five construct that most of us
0: end up in. Mm. I I think that's a, that's a beautiful uh, way to think about it. I think that you're, I think you hit the nail on the head that we need to have an idea where we're going and not look for some big, massive validation and try you have to take a leap of faith, but do micro things like small little wins get us going, and and then that builds the confidence. I can do this. I can do this. And I, I, I go on about this all the time in my podcast. If you can believe in anything, you know, achieving something or creating something or doing something, as long as you can believe it, it will happen for you. The trick is to believe it, but believe it wholeheartedly. Like there is no there is no exception. There you know, people who say I'm going to do or die actually end up doing it. Um, very, I don't know anybody who dies, um, but it's that kind of determination. You seem to have that. So the few things that you, you achieved: so losing the weight, letting go of the toxic partner, built built that confidence within you. If I can do this, I can do this. If I can do this, I can do this, and it kept going. And in between, you said you did micro wins, which helped to support that that ideology. Like I've got this. I'm doing it. I'm doing it because the, the leap is is huge and you're saying oh um, I did the certification and and I, I was I, I was able to get clients I know for a fact uh, and somebody comes to mind who did the the person train um trainer uh, um, um, certification as well and she's lovely and amazing and she's lost a lot of weight too she's lost I think she's lost 100 pounds or something you know wow oh, she's, she's lost a lot of weight and she's such a bubbly lovely lady yet when it comes to actually building a business, she was struggling with, and they ended up going from one to another, she went into employment again and back, went back into becoming a, a mortgage broker. But she's an amazing lady, but and she has all the talents, but she didn't have enough confidence in herself to be able to build that business. And, and I think that's important. But you said, you know, you had that, maybe had the support network. Going, and maybe that's something else. Would you say that... Along with your own self-belief, it's having that sport network around you to be able to take that plunge and take that leap of faith and hold it in there. Because if nothing happens overnight, you need to give it some time and energy to be able to create the business and the environment and have the clients come in.
1: A hundred percent. You just read my mind. I was thinking that's something else I have to mention is the community mm. side of things, which doesn't have to be abundant hundreds of people, No, but just having some people in your corner, which for me... I mean, I I was leading such a different life at that point, like I was literally selling weed (laughs) and Mm -hmm. getting really stoned and then, you know, basically drowning out my sorrows in the evenings and then getting back up and then doing it over to numb myself out. So Mm -hmm. I had friends that kind of matched that frequency at the time who also did not get health journey, personal development business. So I had to go out and find new people, which I'm a very introverted person. So this is a reminder for anyone listening, there's no excuse on that standpoint, it doesn't mean you have to become an extrovert. But what I call myself to be a introverted extrovert, where I've trained myself to put myself out there. And like Mm -hmm. the very first thing I can think of that I did is I walked into the gym, which was so intimidating to me. Mm -hmm. I'm the person that used to skip fitness class in school growing up because it gave me such anxiety. And I hired a personal trainer. I signed up for, I think it was 10 group classes. And I met that personal trainer and she went to do my assessment and she was asking me to do a push up and a squat and these various things that I didn't even know what those were. And she actually became one of my best friends. And we always laughed because I'm the one and only person she ever upsold because I was so terrible that she couldn't help but say, I think you need one-on-one support. Mm-hmm. So she upsold me. And then I started to feel safe. You know, it's like I needed that connection. I needed that person who I could recognize when I walked in, who would tell me what to do. And so I started to feel more confident. Then I started to make friends at the gym. That's the very same gym that then offered me a job when I was there ready to work. And beyond that, this is where the network marketing company and things came in because that's actually what led me to meeting my husband was through that company and community and many of my friends that I still have today because, and, and this is ultimately why I think network marketing is so successful because Mm -hmm. it's the culture, it's the community. And I've never experienced that before. So even though that is not really a business focus of mine at this time, it's exactly what I needed then of being able to actually go to a local event and go, oh, there's other people out there that Mm -hmm. think entrepreneur entrepreneurial like path is a thing, like we could really do this. And there's community and personal development. So I started traveling and going to Las Vegas and San Diego and just getting exposed to a whole different world, a whole different paradigm that I didn't even really know existed before that. I'd never been exposed to that. I literally mm-hmm. grew up, went to public school, went to university, got a job and was just living within that construct that I didn't even know. That there was this other life available to me. And when I plugged into that community, that's the backbone that I really needed in order to have the strength. And basically, I say this to clients all the time. If you don't have the courage or the strength or the bravery, like borrow a little bit of mine and that's exactly what i experienced just by plugging into like-minded people where it's not even that they were coaching or mentoring me but it was just seeing what they believed which showed me the possibility that i could step into for myself and ultimately did
0: wonderful and i think this is uh, this is very important i'm going to re- reiterate this you need to find a community someone some people who can help you and support you on your journey this is so important, and it may not necessarily be someone from within your circle from you know, circle of friends that you currently have, your school friends. I know I have amazing school friends, but they just don't understand where I am, what I'm doing, and why I'm doing what I'm doing. The risks I take, even within my family, very few people even understand what I'm doing. And so I cannot talk to them or discuss with them the way I would I would, I would talk to you know, some of my entrepreneurial friends. So it's important. I think network marketing does get you on that journey and allows you to you know, very quickly be in a, a pool of people who are very very much on the same on the same sort of energy field and same sort of energy energetic vibe. And they're so, to be so happy; they're like really really happy. But even if it's, you know we're not talking, we keep talking about network marketing, but I think it, it doesn't matter if it's that. Or it you need a community or some people where you, who where you will be celebrated. They will encourage you to go ahead and, you know, do the tasks and take those risks, calculate the risks, of course. Whereas if you stay and discuss your dreams with people around you who may not be um, that wise, they will talk you out of it, not because they're being mean to you, but because they think that they're, they're, they're trying, trying to protect you, trying to save you. And I think this is the biggest dilemma. So we need to have we need to protect our dreams and therefore we need to pe- talk to people who can dream as because we do, or, you know, on similar terms. I think this has been wonderful. So on that note, we're going to wrap this up. So Jenna, tell us um, how, um, any parting comments, before I, I ask for you how to connect with you, any parting comments with someone who's thinking, it's okay for you, girl. it's okay for you, Jenna. You know, you guys took the plunge. I have too many responsibilities. I have too many things to do. I, I can't take a risk like that. What would you say to someone like that?
1: Absolutely. I would say this is one of my mottos. It's actually up on my wall. I had it printed and it's hold the vision, not the circumstances, because we all have our own situation. We all have 101 reasons as to why to not do the thing that if we don't energetically back ourselves and actually hold that vision and, and by hold the vision, I mean, allow that to counterbalance Our doubts and everything else, whether that's from a mentor, if it's from our community, if it's from the resources we're reading, it doesn't really matter the source of it, but it does matter that we're intentionally choosing to hold that vision to really connect to our dreams, to the possibilities to explore it more than we're spending that time in the self belief and the doubts, which I don't know about you, but I know for me, I still have those things come up, Mm -hmm. but it's like a muscle. And even though that muscle was pretty weak back in the day, it was doing like literally the bicep curls of personal development by doing those little micro things, by putting the community in my field that I kind of stopped letting myself have a backdoor. And I think a lot of people are still giving themselves that backdoor door exit where Mm. they're interested, but they're not committed. And I know a lot of your listeners are right on the cusp of being committed. So this is that loving little nudge from the universe that you can choose to be all in on yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you, but Mm. you can be so divinely and literally supported through the process that you have to go first. So that would be my my reminder and parting wisdom for everyone listening
0: to this today. Absolutely fantastic. So tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, anywhere you search Jenna Faye Madden or my company, Soul Meat Strategy, it's going to come up for you online. So, I'm on Instagram, Soul Meat Strategy, Facebook, Jenna Faye Madden. And ultimately, if you just go to my website, com, you'll find all the places because I'm on TikTok, I've got a podcast. And I spend a lot of time in different places. So you can find me on my website on whatever your preferred platform is if you're listening to this and you resonate and you want to listen to some more of my content.
0: Wonderful. So if you're listening to us on podcast, the links that Jenna has just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on, on the YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have the links to her or um, the links she just mentioned as well. Check her out. She's one kick ass lady. And if you want to follow her, yeah, definitely think you should. Thank you so much, Jenna. We will have to have you back on my talkies. But for today, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And I thank you so much for joining me and Jenna today. I will be back with another amazing guest on another Friday feature. Until the next time, me, this is GoCon signing off. Take care, and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website